Hey guys, welcome to another episode of This Is Not A Podcast For Dummies with your girl Black Wine and Charlie. Alright, today we are finally back after a long, extremely long hiatus. Um, it was all Charlie's fault, okay? Charlie was celebrating her birthday since, what, August? Oh no, you didn't, ma'am. <laughs> And so we could never team up because that is every not what weekend happened. Charlie is making money. She's selling houses. She's planning trips. So we never have time to do our podcast. That she is getting not fine. True. She in the gym. So she, baby girl just never has time for me. I was giving and she just breadcrumbing me right now. Go ahead, breadcrumb me, girl. That's not what I'm doing. I was giving black wine. Like both of us had a lot going on. She started in a new position at her job, and so I wanted to give girl, her time. That to new adjust. position is is eight to three, girl. I don't do that stuff outside of outside that that schedule. Well, regardless. Yeah. We're here now. We're back. We missed you guys. We missed you. We missed you. And as usual, you know, we're ready to talk. We're ready to discuss things. And, you know, I'm glad to be back. So welcome back to season two of This Is Not A Podcast For Dummies. No dummies allowed. No dummies allowed. Where we talk about topics in a nuanced way. All right. So we are going to jump straight into our topic. I know we usually do... Um, the dumb we're, moment of the week. Yeah, we're changing it up a but little bit this season. we're changing it up this season, and we're going to jump right into the topic. Go ahead. And today's topic is, what do we bring to the table? So this is a question that has been making its round on Beyonce's internet. I mean, for the last couple of years. Really? Yes. People have this. This topic, for me, is one of the most annoying topics. So annoying. So annoying. The bring, uh, you know, what do you bring to the table? The splitting of the bills. Oh, the, that fifty-fifty. The fifty-fifty yeah. conversation. The um, who who eats first? The 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 father or the kids? Like these conversations every couple of months come back. What does it take to get an alpha male? Yes, the you know. So those conversations to me annoy my soul. Mm-hmm. They annoy my soul. But today, we're going to cover what, do you, what bring do you bring to, to the, the table? table. First of all, motherfucker, I am the table. God damn it, you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Now, what do you think that question means? When a man asks, what do you bring to the table? What do you think that question entails? Because I think that's a lo- it's a very loaded question. It's a loaded question. It's a question that I have now decided that I'm not answering when, when asked anymore. No, I'm not, I, I'll never I don't answer that question. Um, and honestly, it's a hurt whole question. What's a hurt whole question? What do you bring to the table? It's a, he a hurt whole. Oh, he a hurt whole. Yeah, he's a hurt whole. Because usually that question is coming from a man who, A, is not trying to, he doesn't want to part ways with his money. Ooh. And you, a stingy motherfucker. Okay, so he's stingy. So he's trying to see, like, you know, what 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 are the benefits I'm getting out of parting with my money to be with you? Um, B. It's coming from a person who has been played. He probably dated some woman who was above his level, and he couldn't keep up or maintain her. 
three or C, he's a Kevin Samuel fanatic. Yeah. Or um, what's the other guy? Sotomayor. Sotomayor fanatic. You know, one of those red pill dudes. Right. Um, and so the I look at who the question is coming from. Like, who's asking me this? So for me, if you're asking me this question, I already know this is not going anywhere. Well, for me, when, when I hear this question being asked, it automatically um, tells me that you see no value in women. Right. Because a man who sees the value in women and what, women what can femininity bring. can do for a man... Like, real men understand what femininity can do for a man. It can give you longevity. People lie. Numbers don't. Okay? Mm -hmm. Men who are married, even if they're in a bad relationship, men who are married live live longer. Okay? So, we bring life to the table. We bring legacy to the table. Children can only come through us. Yes, y'all provide the fertilizer, but the egg, the seed is within us. So when people keep saying that the men gives the seed, no, the men give the fertilizer. Okay, we already have the seed inside of us. You fertilize that seed, and then that seed grows. Okay, okay. so we bring a legacy to the table, um, and then we just bring ourselves that feminine energy, that softness. Um, and so in a world that is so patriarchal, society is is so dominant when it comes to misogyny and stuff like that. Especially for black women, we're not allowed to rest in our femininity. Mm-mm. We're not. And so when you ask a black woman what do they bring to the table, you're asking her not to rest in her femininity and then get mad when we don't rest in our femininity and then accuse of, uh, us of being masculine. We can't be feminine if you're asking us what we bring to the table. Build the motherfucking table first. Right. Okay? Right. So, like, for me, black men as a collective... now. If this doesn't pertain to you, please don't come on our, our comment section talking about, oh, not all black men. We know not all black men. We know. And we never are just generalizing and talking about all black men as a collective. We are talking to those who um, buy into this train of thought. Yes. So the men who buy into this train of thought as a collective, but as a collective, as a community, there are some truths. That we can say this is the truth, right? As a collective, black people run nothing. Nothing. We have no industries, right? Even where we are our greatest, where our greatest potential is, which is in sports, we we own nothing. We don't don't run that industry, all right? So as a collective, black people are subjugated, right? We are subjugated. That's just the position that we are existing existing in a country that's not historically ours. Um, so when you ask a subjugated woman what they're bringing to the table and you are a subjugated man asking this question, there's nothing you bring to the table either because neither one of us have anything. We don't have anything. So what we should be doing together is building the table together. Right. But they, they're just not seeing this. And then the thing that baffles me is no other race of men are asking Asking this this question. question. Like, white men, Spanish men, Asian men, hell, Middle Eastern men, hell, even African men from the continent are not asking a woman what she brings this to the table. This is an African-American 
thing. Yeah, Caribbean men not asking women what they bring to the table. I'm sorry, they not doing that. Like, first of all, I think black wine agrees with me when I say marriage is a partnership. Yes. It's a partnership, it's business, it's all of this, right? So I can understand wanting to know what I bring to the partnership, what I bring to the business side. How can, you know, but I think for men, there's a one-sidedness, there's a disconnect on how women, how, not even, but how my contribution looks. Yeah. There's a disconnect on how women's contribution to the business, to the partnership of marriage looks. And not only that, that that's such a great point. Um, what The contribution is not valued. Yeah. It's not valued. It's like, oh, you can have babies. Invalid. That's not, that's not valuable. You know, you can run the house. That's not valuable. You can go out and open a six-figure business. That's not valuable. It doesn't matter what you answer to that question of what you bring to the table. He doesn't see He's going to devalue it. Yeah, he doesn't He's see gonna it. He's going to see it as unworthy. Yeah. Oh, you know, you can cook and clean. I can do that for myself. Okay. I can, remember the, the, the video with the yeah. little boy with the headband where he was like, I can hire somebody to do that. Yeah. I can, I can get somebody to cook exactly. my meals. I can get somebody. But... Are they going to cook it with the love and the consideration? Cause yeah, you could get somebody to clean the house, but do they know how your how you like your your shirt pressed exactly? Yeah, you gonna have to tell them. But I already know that. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I know what shirt you want to wear on Wednesday. I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and make sure that shirt is pressed for you, how you like it pressed, and have it hanging with your pantsuit, with your tie, ready for you in the morning. So that when you wake up, it's not a runaround situation, and it didn't cost you any money to do it. And, God, that's such a good point. That no matter what you answer, it's not going to. It's be It's never going to be valued because you're not worth a man who's asking that question doesn't, doesn't see, see the, any your, value in yes, you. Yes, he doesn't. So see you the could tell you could bring the stars, the moon, the galaxy, the aliens, everything to this so-called table. And he's still going to tell you, that's it? That's yeah. That's going to be his response. Yeah. So a man who's asking that question is not thinking about partnership, building, any of that. This is not someone who's looking for a relationship. You know, a person who is looking for a relationship, who is looking to build, is going to look at you and see what you already have, what you're already producing, and say, okay, how can I take what she's already producing, what she's already given, what she put naturally that with has. Me, yeah, what she naturally has. Put that with what I have and we can elevate it. Mm-hmm. That's someone who's looking to build, who's trying to progress, who's trying. People who's asking you what you bring it to the table is just trying to make sure you ain't out here trying to um, pimp them. Or, or that they don't have to provide for you. Yes. Or it could also be... Um, to compare. Yeah. Right? So... Making sure that they can remain dominant over you. Yes. Yes. That's the, that's what I was about to say. Like, it's, it's a, it's a question. It's a loaded question. So every man who is asking this question is asking it for a different reason, but whatever the reason is, they don't see your worthiness. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost, because 
you wouldn't have to ask that question. Like, this is not a job interview, mm-hmm. right? And even if at in a job interview, they still give you 90 days right. to present you who you are to them, right. right? They still give you 90 days to show what type of employee you are. Um, and that's my thing. Men don't, they want, it's like they, they want a cheat code. Yeah. They want to hurry up through the process. But I also feel like a lot of men who ask this question want to compare. So if I say I have a six-figure income, right, he's going to automatically have those red flags Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, you too independent. You too independent. You you ain't going to listen. You don't know how to lead. You ain't submissive. You ain't this. You ain't that. So then if you say, oh, I only make $29,000 at my job, you're not motivated. You're not ambitious. You know, you're a gold, you gonna you be a a gold, gold digger. digger. Gonna I, gonna I'm going to have to carry you. You just want my money. Yeah. If there's yeah. nothing you can say to please a person asking you what you bring to the table. If you tell a man, let's say, let's do traditional value way, right? If a man says, okay, what do you bring to the table? Well... I'm going to run the home. I'm going to keep the home clean. I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm going to, um, you know, support you in elevating your business, however you want to do that. He's going to say, I don't need you for those things. Mm-hmm. I can adopt my kids or I already got kids. You know, I don't need you running my home. My home runs very smoothly. I can get somebody to clean it for me. I have made right why now. Do you, why do you so want a relationship? Wh- what do you need me for? Just tell me what it is that you want out of me yes. at that point. Yes. What are you looking for in a mate? Yes. Instead of asking me what I bring to the table, and I think that's where a lot of people fuck up at, is because people are so stuck on cookie-cutter relationship descriptions, dynamics. dynamics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of you deciding, this is a person that I like. This is a person I would like to see where things could go with. Let's sit and talk and see how we want the dynamics of our relationship to work and make it work for us. That's where a lot of... uh, Matter of fact, this guy was talking about this the other day on a TikTok I watched. And he stated, he said, a lot of people get in relationships, but they never talk about what kind of relationship they want to have. And I think that's a big issue. This, this, uh, what do you bring to the table is really the petty way of saying how can we it's the immature way of asking what kind of relationship do we want how is the relationship dynamics going to work between us how about just stating your expectations yes right i expect you to cook i expect you to fuck me four times a week i like and that and then for me the the listen go ahead let me just say what bothers me about that question because i get triggered about that question. Mm-hmm. I feel like, why are you asking me this on a first, second date? Mm-hmm. Right? Why are you asking me this even before you get to know me as a person? You're asking my worthiness. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I don't owe you anything prior to us making commitments to each other. Right. So, for me, that's a trigger for me. And then, like, a, a, like I said earlier... One of the bigger triggers for me is that they they won't ask their preferences this question. They're mm-hmm. not going to ask a white woman this question. Mm-hmm. So if a black man is dating a white woman, he's not going to ask her what she brings to the table. Because you know what he she brings? He's going to automatically step up to yes. the table. You know what she brings to the table? 
She brings her whiteness. That's it. Her she brings curly-haired babies, right? Because you know we yeah. love light-skinned, curly-haired babies. That's a whole mm-hmm. other conversation. She brings the semblance of equality to a to an, uh, a white man. So that's what she's bringing to the table, and he automatically sees it. But for, but, but that's because he sees the value in those things. Yes, there's value in having a white woman on his arm. Yes, there's no value in having a black woman on his yes. arm. So yeah, it, it's a question that 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 is it's a it's a question that baits women, mm-hmm. right? And it baits you into um, justifying your worthiness to somebody who's not worth it. Um, and I think women need to get into the habit of not answering that question, all right? Or flipping the script on them. What do you expect at the table? Mm-hmm. Because I know when I go to a restaurant, right, and the waiter doesn't just bring me stuff to the table. I can't just say, what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. I have to look at the menu, and I, I have to set my expectations. I have to say, I want this at the table. If I'm vegan or vegetarian, I have to say, look, I know you're offering this, but this is what I want. So, women, I want us to get into the habit of not answering this question. Um, turning Or turning the question onto him. So, you want to know what's my worthiness. Why are you worth even being with? What do you bring to the table? Right. You answer that question first. And half the time, most of them don't, don't have bring anything, anything to the table. No. And, and they, don't, they can't bring anything financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually... They cannot bring anything to the table. Hell, they don't even have a table. Most of them don't even have nowhere to put a table at. But they asking you what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So before you come to me and ask me this question, make sure you have you have a table to bring. You have a place to put the table. Hmm. Okay. You gotta. You gotta. What's nap on? Yeah. You, you have. You have a table, table cloth on top of. <laughs> okay. Because you want me you to bring something to the table, like yeah, I, and that's the that's the part, right? A lot of the men ask this question: "What do you bring to the table?" As if this table is so glamorous, so beautiful, so set up, yet that table missing legs, is cracked, is raggedy. What, what? Even if I am bringing something, what table I'm gonna put it on? Because this table ain't this table this can't table hold, hold it. <laughs> This yes. table can't hold it. Yes. So that there's so many dynamics it, to yes. that question. And it goes back to what I said. As a collective, we run nothing. We have nothing. We are subjugated people that rely on others for our salaries. There are very few of us that can really say that we make our money on. It's just us. We're making our money on our own. We're not dependent on some, some other, other industry. Entity, yeah. Some some other entity to 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 pay line our pockets. Um, so at the end of the day, subjugated people should not be asking what they bring to the table. Subjugated people should come together and build the table together. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, I want to switch this conversation to another side. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you think having these conversations publicly are healthy for the black community? Absolutely not. We look like damn idiots having these conversations. Cause once one, again, other races are and nationalities are not having these conversations because they are already taught they are already groomed on what the expectation is of the dynamic of that relationship but again we can also take this back to us 
to our, you know, everything go back to slavery where we weren't allowed to create relationship dynamics where we were able to have these dynamics. So for me, it's like, okay, we having this whole conversation of what you bring to the table out in public, on social media, on the internet, and they're watching us like, what? Why is this even a conversation? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? What do I bring to the table? Because what is the, what is the, what, what, is, what is this table y'all talking about? <laughs> because a white woman, if she decides she want to be a stay at home mom, he's gonna provide and let her be a stay at home mom because he sees the value in her being at home, raising their children, keeping up the house. You know, make, saving, saving money on money child on childcare. He sees the value in that. Also, that same white woman, if she decides that, no, I'm not going to stay home and raise the children. I'm going to go out and make money and bring home the bacon. You stay home and take care of the kids. He's okay with that, too. Mm-hmm. Or if both of them decide to work and do whatever, they're going to do it together. Again, they see marriage as a partnership business building situation. They're socialized. They're socialized into that. To see the benefit of marriage. You understand what I'm saying? So, for me, it's like, we look crazy as hell on the internet, going back and forth, talking about... And then, not only that, all you're doing is devaluing our black women in public. Mm -hmm. So, no, these are not beneficial conversations to be having out in public on the internet. No. Mm -hmm. No. Not for me. Oh, God, this conversation is so triggering for me because, I mean, I've I've not been in a situation where I've, I've been asked this question. I've not been in that situation. But I know women who have been asked this question. I remember the first time um, my sister-in-law told me that somebody asked, this, asked her this. This was like some years ago, though. Mm-hmm. This was like before it was big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are, What do you bring to the table? I was like, why can't he see what you bring to the table? You're pretty, you educated. Like, why doesn't he see these things? These are these are things that are yeah. painted right. on you. Like, why doesn't he see that? Why does he have to ask that question? And so for me, another reason why I think men ask this question is to get you to divulge the resources that you have so that they're, they can see what they can exploit. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So there, I feel like there's a lot of reasons why men ask this question. Um, and all the reasons that you listed are like at the top, but I feel like some of them ask that question to see. Can let me they see each what, offer you? Yes. Well, okay. let me see what I can, what, what I can get from her. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can get. Yeah. Um, I remember men asked, I've had men ask me that question. And then, you know, and I was young and dumb, of course, I answered. And, you know, of course, I'm like, well, you know, I have degrees. I have my own house. I own my own business. You know, I'm. and then it was just like, I had said all that. He was just like, and so what? None of that matters. I would want to hear what would be the right answer. That's my point. The thing about that question is the right answer differs from person to person. Because is there a right answer? There is, there, there is no right answer because what man A wants at his table is not what man B is looking for. It's not what man C is looking for. Which is why I say this conversation and this question is the immature way of asking someone how can we partner in this marriage so that we elevate. It's not the mature way because what you're looking for as man A, maybe you feel like, and, and it's okay, this is the part, it's okay to want what you want. Maybe you are a man who is looking for a traditional woman. You want a woman who's going to stay at home, take care of the children, 
you know, keep up with the household and you provide everything financially. If that's what you want, it's okay. But if the woman you asking what bring what she brings to the table and she starts listing all of her financials, all of her degrees, all of her businesses and how she's doing this and that, that's not the woman you're looking for. So her answer is going to be incorrect for you. Mm-hmm. So what she and you're not going to see value in what she brings to the table because it's not what you want. It's not your preference. It's not what. So instead yeah, but that, of you, that question but, is biased because I could be that. I could. I could have degrees. I could have businesses. I could have all that. But had and, you explained, had you said, "This is what I'm looking for," and she could possibly say, "I'm okay with doing that." Yeah. Although I have this going on, I can be a stay-at-home mom. I, I'm willing to give because those things off. The question sounds like you asking for my resume. Exactly. But instead of you saying. I'm looking for a woman who's going to allow me to be a traditional man, to have traditional gender roles within the home, and that's what I want. You're like, what can you bring to the table? Mm -hmm. So, again, it's the immature question of how is this relationship dynamic going to work? How, How can we bring it together? I just feel like in a society that places us as black women at the bottom of the At the bottom, at the very bottom. At the bottom of the totem pole. We up under the ground. Um... Black men are asking the least protected, the least paid, mm-hmm. what they're bringing to the table. And so for me, it's it's so, it triggers me in a way that makes me angry, right? Like, like I'm, I'm getting back into dating. Um, I was married for a very long time, so I didn't have those issues, um, especially because I married my high school sweetheart. So, mm-hmm. you know, he... Both of us, we didn't have a tech, we didn't even have a backyard picnic table. Okay, so I, you wasn't bringing nothing. I wasn't bringing. We was bringing our refund check, financial aid. Okay, that's, that's what we was bringing. So I never had that issue. But now that I'm jumping back into the dating game, it's like, if a man was to ask me this question, I just, I, I would just flip. <laughs> I would fucking flip. I don't care. I'm flipping. Like you know, bitch. Fuck <laughs> you asking me. You know, I've been out here in the dating world, and like I said, like, recently I've gotten back into dating, and I haven't been asked this question, thank God. And I don't think I would necessarily flip. Oh, I would flip. Because it's triggering. It's triggering. For you? It's triggering for me because I'm like, we have nothing. There is no table in the black community. There is no table. But my, I think I, I, I find it as a teachable moment to check a nigga. Let me check you about you asking see, this you, question. You see, you you check like Tabitha, okay? <laughs> you check like Tabitha. <laughs> and I check like a gay, you know, I'm going to read your ass, okay? Like a gay queen. Like a queen, I'm going to read your ass. I can't. No, I'm a dog walking. I see, I see it as a teachable moment for that man. That, because, again, oh, no. our society I, um, that's, has that's not... When, that's when the educator in me does <laughs> not know. Girl, it no longer exists. Okay. No, it's a teachable moment. I'm going to dog because... walk your ass. Don't ask. I will dog walk you so bad you're going to be scared to ask that question ever again to another woman. <laughs> okay. There ain't no teachable moments. I think it is. Mm-mm. I think it's a teachable Mm-mm. moment because again. Let your mammy teach you that. Mm-mm. Man, I'm not in, I'm not in Some of their mammies don't know to teach them that though. Some Again, you know. Our black men, we've said this before on the show. Our black men do not know. What you bring to the table? 
You our sound black, so dusty. Our black men do not know how to be emotional. And there's a lot of things that they miss. And so for me, as a person who's in the dating world, as Look. a person who's in the dating world, and let me say, they may not be receptive to that teachable moment. And that's when I'm going to tag in my dog walking skills because now you need to be dog walk. But at first, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you See, why this is not a walk, good question. A dog walk can be teachable. Because it'll teach you not, not to the, ask that goddamn question again. <laughs> That's what that dog walk is going to do. But it doesn't teach them why. It, it doesn't oh, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why within the dog walk. Okay. Okay, the dog walk is going to be long. This ain't no short dog walk. You're going to get, you're going to, we're going to walk through Central Park. That's, what we, that's Damn, how dog walk. We ain't going through. around the block. We ain't going around the block. Because I just, I don't know, that question triggers me, like, I like like I said when my sister in law told me that the she went on because she had this was a first date this was a first date and when I she was like you know he asked me what I bring to the table and I'm like what you bring to the table what what does he mean what you know what 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 do I have to give I'm like why is he asking that question this is a first date this is a first date like and that's my problem it's like you're asking it before you're even worthy of anything from me before you even worthy of pussy before you even worthy mm-hmm. of my my presence you ask you're asking me this question oh that's funny that remind me of a tiktok <laughs> sorry y'all i live on tiktok the girl was saying the man asked her what does she have to offer besides pussy and she said i, I didn't, didn't even, even offer that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. i didn't even offer pussy so how you asking me what else i got to offer <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like before, before I can even say to myself, "Okay, this man is, is worthy of getting between my legs. This man is worthy of me of coming into my home. This man of worthy is coming of coming into my space." You're asking me questions that invalidate me. Exactly. Like, boy, that, you better go somewhere. Exactly. Absolutely. So, <laughs> fellas, those of you who have, you know, tuned in. Don't ask no lady what she bring to the table. Just look, sit back and watch. And you know what? If you get to know this woman, if you really get to know her and invest your time into knowing who she is, you'll know what the hell she bring to the table. You'll get to see it. They want the cheat code, girl. You'll get to see it. Because they send you with their money. They don't want to take you out. We have, we've had our uh, Dating for Dummies series. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've taught you guys. Those were teachable moments. We've taught you guys how to have frugal dates yep. that don't put expectations on the table, that, mm-hmm. that allow you guys to talk and communicate. Mm-hmm. And through communication, people don't hide who they are, yeah. right? They can pretend for the first couple of dates, but eventually who they are will see through. Yep. So if you pay attention, if you watch and you don't, like, don't date someone who's outside of your budget, right? right? So if you set your budget at two hundred dollars, like I, I'm only going to spend two hundred dollars on dating for the month, yeah, for the month or or for the year. It could be for whatever. the year, whatever it is. If some if, if somebody is outside of that two hundred dollar budget, don't date them because you're setting your you're putting expectations on this woman who's who's clearly staying to you. These I'm not a two hundred dollar budget chick. These are my expectations, and it's okay that she choose to be that, and it's okay that you choose to be that. Y'all got to start accepting people for who and what they are and where they are. You cannot want to date the girl who likes to go to Prime 112 and eat every night on your 2 for 20 Chili's budget. You cannot. You you mad at her. You're pissed at her because she liked to go 
to all the five-star restaurants, she want to order two and three entrees, two and three appetizers. You're she mad at her. She want to try the left side of the menu. Let her. You're mad at her because you can't do that for her. And that's what I'm saying. They want access to women that their $40,000 budget doesn't allow. And like, you keep calling women gold diggers, right? You ain't even got no gold for them to dig. Yes. You you are not in a position. If you making, I want to say any man who's making less than $60,000, right? You are not in a position for a woman to gold dig you. Because the majority of your money is going towards to bills. To bills, right? And so what you're left with, baby, we can't mine. We can't mine with $10,000 that you left with uh, as discretionary money. Nobody can mine that. Honey, one Chanel bag is half of that. <laughs> one. $5,000, boom, that's one bag. What you what you think I'm gold digging out of you? Yes, so you need to date within your budget. Hell, you can't even afford rent here on less than, on less than $60,000. So I know you living with your mama. Yeah, that's true. That's Re- true. A one-bedroom apartment in a decent neighborhood is about two. Grand. With a washer and dryer, it's about two grand. That is remodeled or upgraded. You're looking at eighteen, not even eighteen hundred. I'm going to say at two grand. You're right. At about two grand a month, that's twenty-four thousand dollars for two, a, a one-year lease. That's already half. No, that's just the rent. Cause you didn't, that's just the rent. That's what I'm saying. That's already half of your income. Mm-hmm. And you think this woman is gold digging you? You don't have nothing to gold dig, brother. Yeah. You can't afford. We can't you afford to. Your, and you, you want to put yourself. Mine. No. You can't afford you to, can't be, afford mine. to be mine. Now, if you want to put yourself in her path. And think that she's not going to take all your money and leave you broke. That's on you, brother. Because there's a woman out there who's, will, who's willing to date you at your price point. But you don't want her. And that's my thing. The men created a system of hypergamy. Mm-hmm. Right? And for, and, and for the, let me give the definition of yes, hypergamy. Yes, because I was about to say, you know, some of my yeah. listeners, that might be above. They okay, so let me, come on let with the me, SAT words. Let me come with the SAT words. Let me Google hypergamy so I can give you guys the right definition of hypergamy. All right. Hypergamy is the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a person of a superior sociological or educational background. Meaning money. Right? That's what society is based on. The higher your education, usually, the more money you are making. The higher your socioeconomic status, the more money you are making. So hypergamy is when women are marrying or sexually attached to men that are in a higher tax bracket. Right? And so y'all created the system. Yeah. Y'all did. The women did not create the system. Y'all created the system where women couldn't own property unless she was married. Yep. Right? Women couldn't own bank accounts. Like, if you weren't married or had a father, you were... You could not open a bank account. The only thing you could do in life was open them legs and pimp out your p- puss. Okay? That's the only thing you could do in children. life. children. Yep. Right? So, you guys, men created a system of hypergamy. And then get upset when women benefit from that system, right? So everybody was mad because Dr. Dre's wife, ex-wife, got all that money from the settlement, right? The man has billions. So for him, that's trinkets. 
So you are comparing his billions to your little forty-five thousand? Come on, bro. Furthermore, you don't ha you don't you cannot be mined. You don't have enough to be mined, baby boy. Oh Jesus! You don't have enough. I don't know how to explain that. We went into a whole different conversation, but yeah. I think that what do you bring to the table? That, a lot that has to play with it too, yeah. because you're a lot of men who ask that question are trying to protect their assets, protect their money. What assets? But you ain't got no assets. You don't have no stocks. You don't have no bonds. You don't have no pension. You barely got health insurance. You don't have no four hundred one k. Nothing. And you talking about what I brought. Boy, I got more than you. Yeah. So they don't want you to have more. You can't have too little. You got to be like Goldilocks. You got to be just right. Right. <laughs> yes. You got to be just right. And you can't want what they have. You can't share in what they have either. No. I'm sorry. Black men are stingy. Ooh. They just started making a little money. And mm. they stingy with it. They stingy with it. Ooh. They stingy. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. And then not only that, God forbid that you are with them when they start making that money and then they decide to leave you. They think that you've done nothing to contribute to them yeah. getting any of that money, yeah. that you have helped in no way to help them get that money. They don't no. see any they don't see they don't see anything that you did to allow them to make that money. And so now they don't want to share that part with you in the divorce either. They doing everything from high hell water to to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that part too. Yeah. So and that's the thing. That's the part that they're they're not seeing with the Dr. Dre and and, and yeah, people like that situation because Dr. Dre didn't come in with billions. Yeah, he might have came in with millions, but he, but didn't he ain't come, come in with billions. billions. Just like you know who who did it the right way, but they're white. Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos came in with nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And you see how much and he willingly gave his wife. He billions. knew because he knew. he knew it was. Those late nights Listen. when she was taking care of the kids, when she was doing not, not up and that, drop off. Not even that. But Jeff Bezos was smart because he already knew. I'm going to give her what she asking for because I know if she take it to court, she's going to get way more. Yeah. She's going to get way more. Mm -hmm. A lot of men mess up like that because women are very, I'm going to say passive aggressive when the relationship is over. They just be wanting the bare minimum. Like, yo, just give me this and let me go about my business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of y'all don't even want to give them the bare minimum. So you force their hands. Oh, and you, you caused me to be petty. Now you causing me to be petty. And now it's going to back you in the ass. Because I guarantee you, Dr. Dre's wife probably asked for less to begin with. Mm. She probably asked for a lot less to begin with. I'm not asking for much. But because he wanted to be nasty, wanted to be petty. Oh, okay. No problem. State of California. He thought, listen, State he of thought California because he take had care a, of you. He thought because he had a that prenup. And what people don't understand prenup about a prenup is for both. No. What people don't understand uh, about a prenup, it's about the assets you bring into in, Not what you acquire Not you what you acquire there. after. Okay? So once you are married, anything you acquire after that prenup. During the marriage. Especially if you live in California or Florida. <laughs> community property states. Anything you acquire after the marriage is up for half and half. And that's yep. what people don't understand about a prenup. Yep. So, yes, if you came in with $3 million, baby boy, he can, she cannot touch $3 million of those first billion. But them $50 million you made while you had that ring on my finger is up for That's for us, baby. That's for us. Because what marriage is, and only people who get married and who are in this notion of marriage is for love. Mm-hmm. Forget that marriage, marriage is, is a, a government. It's a government 
an entity. So the government doesn't see it as love. Mm -hmm. The government sees it as assets. Yep. These are two people who are combining assets. And when you are combining assets, just like in a merger, just like when Sprint merged with T-Mobile, they nasty ass. That's a nasty ass couple right there. I tell you. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. But when Sprint merged with T-Mobile, there are certain things T-Mobile has to give Sprint in order for them to leave that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what people forget. People keep thinking about love. Oh, she, she, she he cheated on me. Don't nobody care about that? That cheating ain't got nothing to do with these Don't nobody this money. Ca- th- th- it ain't got nothing to do. We live in Florida. California. It's a no-fault state. They don't care about cheating. It don't matter. They don't care about no prenup. What what assets are you? When I was doing my divorce, that's the, what the paper said. What are your assets? <laughs> it didn't ask nothing about love. It didn't ask why the relationship is ending. It asked about. It didn't ask about cheating. It didn't ask about any of that. It said, "What assets are you bringing up to the table? To the table, and how do you want to divvy up these assets?" Period. Because at the end and of the that's day, what it's so about many- the. That's money. what so many men are afraid of. And if you went in and you stayed dating a woman within your budget, now understand if you like like Charlie said, if you're gonna date a woman who wants to eat Prime One Twelve every night, you better have the Prime One Twelve money to deal with her. If you want to deal one of them, you know that's my new thing on TikTok, Black Girl Luxury. Yes, I love, I love it. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I'm 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 aspiring to be Black Girl Luxury. Me so, too. <laughs> So if you for the date me, you gotta have a little something. You have you have to you need to bring something to the table. Build me a table, and I don't want no picnic table either. I don't want no little benches. I want nice, you know, arm back, razor back chairs. The captain chairs. Yes. With the velvet material. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tufted yes. in the back and everything. That's right. There you go. So please stop asking this question. And please, I know we we're a podcast and we're talking about it online but ignore our hypocrisy stop having this conversation in public <laughs> well we didn't necessarily talk like you know it was more so about why this is a bad question you know um well anyways i i just want to say that i i am grateful for maturing past the point in my life where i would have answered that question oh god in my younger days, I would have tried what? to prove myself to a man by answering this question. And I no longer feel the need to do that. So I'm grateful for that. I am grateful that I've never had the opportunity to be asked that question. And I'm also grateful for being in a position now, if I was to be asked that question. I'm a dog walk motherfucker. Yes, to have the leash. <laughs> To dog walk his ass for asking me that type of question. Okay. So I'm just I'm just happy all around that the universe laid it out for me for me to be able to afford the leash to wrap around your dusty ass neck and dog walk your ass if you ever come to me. By two legs. What the fuck I bring to the table. <laughs> Bitch, I am the table. All right. So before we move on, I want to talk uh, about myself for a little bit. Go ahead. I, we didn't, I know I didn't tell Black Wine about this, but I want to talk about my dating life. You really, girl, we, 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 yeah, I know, but let's talk about it. So I have probably been actively dating since May of this year. 
Because prior to that, I just was not interested in dating. Had a lot of other stuff going on in my life. I wasn't available to date. Is that why we haven't done the podcast in so long? Because you've been dating? No. No, <laughs> not, not at all. These, I just want to say dating is trash. Um, there is turds in the dating pool. Like, it's diarrhea in there. <laughs> the dating pool is shitty. I just want to let y'all know. Okay, so I am one of the women... <laughs> The, I mean, it's big, brown, dirty turds floating around. It's just nasty. It's thing. But anyway. <laughs> it smells like by FIU. <laughs> it smells worse. So, I have been on dating apps. Two dating apps in particular. Um, I don't know if I should say their names. No, don't say Okay. It. So, I've been on these two dating apps. One of them that um, caters to African Americans or Blacks. And then the other one is very popular amongst African Americans or blacks. And I just want to say, get y'all married asses off the fucking dating apps. <laughs> the fucking nerve of y'all to be married and then mad at me because I don't want to date you because you married. Sir, sir. It No. <laughs> This is not what I signed up for. Take your ass over there to Ashley Madison or whatever the fuck that one is. Is it, is it called Ashley Madison? Yes, that's where the married people. Ashley Stewart. No, that's the that's the plus size store. Ashley Madison is the um the site for the people who marry who on a date. Okay, so let me give y'all a quick story. I've decided that I'm now going to share my dating stories with you guys. So here's story number one for you guys. We're gonna go out on the bang with this one. So, I meet this guy on the dating app. So, I have a rule. If you don't have a picture, I do not respond to you. However, this particular guy had a picture. Um, however, it was not of his face. And on his profile, he stated that he would send pictures via Snapchat. I was like, all right. let me, I'm game. Let me see where this goes. Because, you know... I'm also here for entertainment sometimes. Let me just see what happens. So my he, apologies. I couldn't hear what you said. Sorry, y'all. My Apple Watch just went off. <laughs> so he decides. I'm like, okay, let me see where this goes. So we talked for a little while on the dating app. I asked him. I was like, why are you on the dating app if you don't want to share your pictures? Like, what's the purpose of being on here? I was like, you giving me very much married with children vibes right now. And his response to me was, no, not at all. I was like, okay, let's exchange snaps so I can see these pictures. I was already iffy about Snap because I feel like Snap is the cheating app of the year because the conversations are not automatically saved. If anybody screenshots or screen records, Snapchat tells the other party. So to me, this is a great app to have if you're cheating. But I'm like, let me see where this goes. So, he sends his picture. Um, he's all right looking. I'm nothing. So, we end up talking, dating for a while. He, in, he did tell me that he had a situation, like a long-distance situation. I don't know what was going on. But I was like, whatever. So, we go, on, we go out on a date. We finally meet up after talking for like a month or something back and forth. We finally meet up. We get to know each other. Let me fast forward the story. 
I am what I would call Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I only in I only activate my Inspector Gadget hat when my spirit tells me. So, um, I don't want to give all my secrets away to how I find my information out. So I'm gonna have to just tell this story without some some stuff. But you guys make up whatever you want in your mind. Anyways, he eventually invites me over to his house one day. Cool, we go over there. I'm like, we're not having sex. Are you expecting sex? I asked this because I want to make sure that we're on the same page. He was like, nah, we just going to cuddle. That's all I'm expecting. Cool. I go over there, and that's exactly what we do. We cuddle on the couch, watch a movie, and then I dip out, go home. He invites me again over, whatever. But this time when he invites me over, he had just gotten home. He was like, oh, I'm going to get in the shower. Here, you you know, watch TV. They here, watch TV. Oh, shit. He left you by yourself? So <laughs> he left me by himself, but I'm like, put on Netflix. He turns on the Netflix, and my first issue is the name on the Netflix account is not the name that he told me. That might be his sister. I didn't trip because I'm like, bitches share Netflix account all the time. So, eh, whatever. So, he comes out the shower. I go in the bathroom because now I need to use the bathroom. And as I'm coming out of the bathroom, the universe decides to hand me a treat on a silver platter. What? Right outside of the door is a piece of mail sitting on the ground. Just sitting there. I'm like, the universe wants me to know this man's name. So I pick up the mail and I read it. You didn't know his name? I just told you the name on the Netflix account was not his name that he told me. So already in the back of my mind now, I'm like, something's not right here. Because mm-hmm. he initially, let's say, told me his name was Jason and his real name was Stan. Mm-hmm. That was the name that I saw on the Netflix was Stan or something like that. So I'm like, mm, Stan? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his brother, his cousin. They shared a Netflix. But then when I picked up that piece of mail and I saw that last name because it wasn't addressed to a person. It was addressed to a business. And um, the business had like the last name to it. I put two and two together and I made a connection. I put the name from the Netflix with the last name I saw on the letter. And I'm like, oh shit, I know this man. Turns out, this is my co-worker's ex-husband. I knew that was her ex-husband because her and I are friends on Facebook. So I knew she wasn't with him anymore. I was like, oh shit. I don't know. I've never met him before. He doesn't know me. So I don't say anything at this point. Now, I have to sit there and... Because I just got there, so I can't just leave right away. I'm sitting there like, I need to go home so I can investigate because... You know, Inspector Gadget is just itching to come out now. So when I finally leave... He never told you he was married? No, he didn't. I told they're you... Divorced or they're divorced? They're divorced. They're officially divorced. I saw the divorce decree. They're divorced. Wait, listen to the story because it gets good. So I'm like, let me go home. I can't wait to go home so I can investigate. So I get on Facebook and I start investigating. Mind you, he does not have social media he does not have a facebook page he does have an instagram page but it's private so i go to i'm looking come to find out this man had ran for a political office so at this point now i'm kind of like oh now i see why you're being so private and so 
you know, discretion, trying to be discreet, it's because you ran for political office, whatever you're, you know, you're trying to make sure, whatever. So I left it at that. I didn't go any further. He still at this point doesn't know that I know his ex-wife or that he's ran for political office. We still seen each other still talking, but my soul kept saying, you stop too early. You need to keep go. You need to keep inspecting. I was like, what? This not it. The universe is like, no, you need to keep going. So one night I was talking to a friend. We start digging. Mind you, I told y'all uh, this. Two black women come <laughs> together, put their minds together. Ain't shit we can't hey, do. find out. I'm telling you. So I start looking. And mind you, I told you he does not have a Facebook. But baby, by the end of my research. He had a LinkedIn, I bet. He got a I LinkedIn. didn't check the LinkedIn. I didn't need to check the LinkedIn. I had to found this man's new wife who also doesn't have a Facebook page. He has a new wife? With a baby. With her. He has a baby with her. Um, Y'all was in his house. Who house that was then? Her parents' house. <gasps> her goddamn parents' house. You Googled the address? You know I fucking did. That shit is public record. How you think I found out who the new is? Girl, listen. When I tell y'all my Inspector Gadget skills went ham that night, I got a picture of them cutting the cake at the wedding. They do not have social media. She don't have social media. He don't have social media. Oh my God! He was. But at, I have a picture of her, them at her parents' house. Yes, but that's not where they live. No, she don't even live down here. She lives out of town. So that was one of my dating scenarios <laughs> yeah. from the dating app. So you, <laughs> so you found out he was married to your coworker. Uh huh. They were divorced. Uh huh. So then you keep inspector So then you find out uh-huh he ran for political office. Uh-huh. Through finding out he ran for political office, you find out that he's remarried uh-huh. with a child. Uh-huh. His wife does not live in the state. Uh, she lives in the state, just not in Miami. Okay, so his wife lives in another city. Mm-hmm. And he he's bringing you to his in-laws home yes i don't i don't know what 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 the dynamic is with the in-laws but basically he told me this was his house and he was renovating it so i don't know if he was renovating what neighborhood was the house in because if it's what neighborhood um miami gardens no carol city no it was south of miami gardens i don't want to put too much out but I'll tell you later when this is off of my, the air. Because I, I gotta get a visual. Oh, I got because the, the location of the house is gonna tell me a lot. <laughs> you know, we from Miami. Every neighborhood got a secret. It's not in the Haitian neighborhood. That's for sure. It's not in the Haitian neighborhood. But basically, I looked up the deed to the house, and the house is still in the parents' name, but all of the children are listed on the deed as well. So the parents and might be by me might be deceased. Maybe deceased or no longer able to care for the house, like you know. Yeah, but but I don't know oh the dynamics God. of that. I'm not even assuming, but so I he know using, he using his house for a sneaky link. Absolutely. Cause you are you you definitely not the only one he brought there. Oh, absolutely not. Can't be. Can't be. But y'all want to ask what y'all bring to the table. Y'all bringing disease and babies, okay? (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, that 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 was one of my dating episodes. I just decided to share with you guys. Um, and so I just want y'all to know there's the, the dating pool sucks. And I actually have just canceled my subscriptions to all my dating apps because the quality of men just it's just not worth it. And I I went on the dating apps because men never approach me when I'm in public. When I go out Wherever I am, a man will not approach me. They won't talk to me. They won't come, hey, how you doing, buy a drink, nothing. Men do not, not approach true, me. That's not true, because you told me you went to the um thing, in the Hard Rock, and you met. What man? Where? Dude that you met. The fine dude? Yeah. At the ghost bar? Yeah. Um, I approached him. He didn't approach me. Oh. My apologies. I approached him. Yeah. And he was the only guy I talked to that night. That was it. I had to. I had to engage in that conversation, and you know, and I wasn't even approaching. I just told him he was fine. I, I liked how he looked, and when he was leaving, he decided to exchange numbers with me. But if I didn't speak to him, he wasn't gonna speak to me. So no, when I go out, men do not approach me. So that's why I was like, let me give the dating ask a chance. Maybe I'll have more um, of an of success there and the reason why I brought this up was because you know I, I was in a Facebook group and the girl was saying how she hasn't had any success through the dating apps and they were tearing her ass up about her dating profile and I'm like first of all y'all haven't seen her dating profile for y'all to be making all these assumptions that it's her and the dating profile that she's put um no it's just trash. It's trash out there. It's basura. Basura out there. God damn. Okay? Fight for y'all marriages, people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but I <laughs> next week I have a new story for y'all though. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Dun-na na na na. Oh baby honey That hat in that hand came out And picked up all that information baby Girl, all, the propellers, information. The propellers. all of it All of it honey I could have been Olivia Benson's um, Goddamn partner That's how good I was baby I was going to find the suspect Who wasn't going to get away from us Okay on that note What's our last, What's our closing don't let no man ask you no dumbass questions. Please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Please don't. And please, please make sure your investor gadget. Inspector gadget hat is Inspector always gadget on. Gadget hat is always on. Baby, cause these niggas will try it. Ah. And on that note, we'll see you all next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. <laughs>